I'm Captain Hammer, and these aren't the hammer. Something about the gauntlet. The hammer is my penis. (laughs) Uh, We we just trust you. It's it's. (laughs) I just had to send that to you. I knew you'd get it as soon as you watch the episode. We, we, uh, we, We just trust you. Welcome to Namely 90s, the podcast that takes you back to the time before smartphones, Google, and Y2K. Join your hosts as they relive the pop culture that shaped a generation and the parts that many people wish they could forget. Listen in to the conversation about how the decade defined those who spent their childhood there and how it shaped them as adults. So, turn down the grunge and dial up the internet. Let's get started. It's time for Namely 90s. That's right, you're listening to Namely 90s. My name's Andrew, and over there's Brandon. That's me. You can find us online at Namely90s.com or on X. Nope. Instagram. I cannot get these right. Instagram at namely 90s with the 90s. You can also find this show on YouTube every Monday at youtube.com slash at namely 90s. And if you'd like to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash namely 90s, also with the 90s, and get signed up for one of our support levels. See, it was it was loose and then I, I tightened it right up. Yeah, and it still took the same amount of time you usually do. Oh uh, boy. Um Happy yeah. uh, podcast of horror four. Yeah, it's my favorite bit. I think it's probably not that funny, but I just I don't love even to go remember with you. that bit. Podcast <laughs> of horror four. Podcast of horror. Four. I don't think we did it for number three. No, I, I I like to beat a joke into the ground, so I'm sure I did it for every single episode. I yeah, or, or it must have been like leading up to it, and then we just never said podcast of horror on podcast of horror three. My, I'm um, sorry, my audio levels are low. It's like they're small and they're big waves. I just don't understand. Maybe it's your new windsock or, or uh, <laughs> yeah, true. Dead cat. It's uh yeah, it's a it's, it's a um what they call windscreen. Yes, uh, it's very angular towards your um. Yeah, there's kind of a bulge right here. Yes, that didn't quite uh, the bulge didn't quite flatten out since I took it out of the package. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yet again, I'm dressed up for our Halloween edition of Namely 90s. Uh, I'm dressed up as Captain Hammer. And I'm from, dressed as a rational consumer. Ah, yet again. <laughs> there, no, it was just, I, yeah, it's just my cop out that I borrowed from the office. I, you know, I used to have a cop out costume from the office and it was three hole punch gym. Uh, I liked book face. The, the popular social me- media website known as Bookface. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, three hole punch gym was easy. You just had three black squares on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, what are your plans for Halloween this year? Uh, well, let's see. I, well, I wanted to go see Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, that's Rocky never- nine, right? Yes. Um, okay. Sliced alone and drag. It's very popular. <laughs> Rocky nine um, in the hood. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's not too far off. Cause wouldn't that be Creed three or four? Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, so we're not, we're not going to that. Um, <clears throat> and we, 
one of these years I'm going to finally go to the Rocky Horror Picture Show because uh, you know it's supposed to be like a whole event they show the movie and then there's people on stage and the audience participates and, and all that um, but uh, we are going to a party at Liquid Gravity Brewing tomorrow Oh, uh, or on Friday and then um, on Sunday uh, one of my girlfriend's friends has a costume party so is it like the yeah. time my uh my uh classmates dressed in period costume to watch the titanic on the 100th year anniversary of the sinking of the uh the ship that seems offensive but uh, yes <laughs> kind no uh maybe i don't know this individual does host movie nights a lot so i i Maybe it is, uh, I don't know what, what exactly entails. I think it'd be uh, funny though. It's like they tell you to show up in period costume and you're just, Mm. you're just covered in blood. That's your entire costume. (laughs) I'm confused. Oh, there it is. Um, yeah. Wow. That sounds like an actual plan. Uh, my plan is primarily to just freeze my nads off because like five days ago we were talking about how it's the warmest it's ever been while recording a holiday episode. And it's just 34 out. (laughs) It's ridiculous. I know I saw I saw um, your wife's Instagram story. I think it was last night, and they, you took the kids out to do like a little trick or treating yeah. thing, and it was thirty two degrees, and it was like six at night, and I was like, two hours I, I, later, it's fifty fifty four degrees here, and I'm like, wow, that's cold. I, I picked a tomato a week ago. <laughs> like, what is going on here? <laughs> and it wasn't in the hothouse. Yeah, it's nuts. Actually, it was like a, 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 a rogue tomato plant. We didn't even plant them this year, and it just like grew in the gravel next to where the garden was, and it produced oh. like a lot of cherry tomatoes oh, in our arid, tomatoes. dusty soil. Um, that's impressive. Well, Eastern Washington grows stuff, I guess. Yeah, but we have like really dusty soil. Hmm. Maybe it's alluvial. Loamy. I don't know. Lomi. I would say Lomi. Yeah. Would you say Lomi? Yeah. Uh, You're listening you, to you namely can, soil quality. You could grow in Lomi. Um, Lom, yeah. Lom on the range. Are you dressing up this year? <laughs> uh, my joke has been that since uh, since my wife's dressing up as Taylor Swift with rhinestone mm-hmm. boots and the whole get up, I was thinking I should just, uh, well, at this point, you can't buy a, a, a Travis. Tra- uh, Kel- is it Kels or Kelsey? I don't I really believe know. it's Kelsey. You can't buy a Travis Kelsey jersey, but I was thinking about getting like a stick on Miles Teller mustache, like a red T-shirt and just kind of taping a number on it because you, you can't totally be anyone but but him. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking and, of which, we rewatched. Well, I don't think Kayla knows this, but I already watched uh, the new <laughs> Top Gun. <laughs> so we rewatched it the other day and it is one of the more like some of the scenes are really cringy um, and the mustaches, the mustache, you know, I, I did you mean, see it yet? Yes. I saw it like a month or two ago. Finally, this is um, real current stuff here. Yeah. Well, but like, I, I'm sorry. The piano scene in the bar is a such a shameless callback and be like so overacted. It makes my soul ache, but it's his dad who did it in the first movie. Although Miles Teller does look surprisingly like Anthony Edwards. <laughs> so <laughs> creepy. It's, yeah. It's a little awkward. Would you reboot? If you rebooted ER, would you have him as uh, yeah. Dr. Green's son? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Never had a son, but maybe the daughter never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Speaking of uh, related things to ER, uh, this week's Damien 90s Minute is on Child's Play 2, uh, which features uh, the woman who slept or who was dating Carter, but uh, cheated on him with... uh, Oh yes, Green, uh, uh, no, Green, no, no, no. Um, uh, Ross, Doctor Ross, played by Ross, George Dr. Clooney. Ross. Uh, yes. What was her name? Um, I think her name was Harper in the show. Har- possibly Harper Kelsey or something. Mm. Harper Conundrum. Harper. Sorry, Harper just... Tracy Harper. That's who. That Tracy was. Harper. Yeah. Portrayed um, by Christina Lee. Yes, she plays the streetwise. Uh, f- older foster teenage foster sibling of of the kid who's parents were killed in the first Chucky movie. Um, yeah. She's vegan, just in case you were wondering. Oh, good to know. Oh, okay. So, uh, sorry, is Tom Clooney or sorry, Tom Clooney is George Clooney made of vegetables? <laughs> we did. Uh, I texted you about this earlier this week. Um, some of our friends are trying to plan a, um, Friendsgiving get together. Uh, yes. and they're like, let's do it in a park in the afternoon. And I was like, I'll probably have to do that on a weekend because after uh, after next weekend, it's going to be uh, sunset at 5 p.m. <laughs> and uh, but uh, either way, um, like this whole group is like there's a vegan, there's a vegetarian, there's a pescatarian, there's um, uh, a vegetarian and also can't do dairy. Um, I'm pretty sure someone must be gluten free in all of this mess. Um, yeah. <clears throat> And there's like there's no way you can make a full complement of Thanksgiving foods that will satisfy all those needs. Like people are going to have to have things that they can have. Mm-hmm. But if all of those things have all of those restrictions, it's going to just be a big pile of nothing. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I was talking about this last night uh, with some other friends. And I'm just like. You know, I have a, I have an okay gluten free cookie recipe. I have an okay. Uh, um, dairy-free cookie recipe, hmm. but if you combine them together, eventually, if you put all the restrictions on it, it's just going to taste. It's just going to be a bunch of sand. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sand with raisins. Mm. Yeah, and and then I have like my my actual cookie recipes that I I like to make and think taste a hundred times better than uh, the just okay gluten free or. Uh, yeah, steroid it, it, free. It's quite or the time to be alive, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, eventually everything will just be in a cube or a pill, right? <laughs> you, you, you just shove it up your ass, like that's how you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a nutritional suppository. It'll make me less overweight, right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> well, that went this... somewhere. Oh, did you? <laughs> oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Um, it went up your rectum because suppository uh podcast of horror four yeah um that's now yeah uh this year we went back to the og format we each picked a tv show mm-hmm. um and uh watched a halloween episode and um i didn't tell Andrew what mine was until long after he picked his and uh, got him to watch a show that he absolutely hates. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um, and actually I, I still cannot figure out how to get into Disney plus. So <laughs> you didn't watch it. I, I watched it. 
Oh, on the bad copy. Uh, but actually, the quality was surprisingly good. Really? There were that's a few of them, and I found one that was not bad. Oh, that's good. Um, uh, yeah, but um, well, well, why don't you tell us what your episode was, and we'll we'll, we'll go into it. Uh, so my episode was Boy Meets World season five, episode 17. Weird 17. Does that mean they were like playing it all during the summer? Um, the episode called, and then there was Sean, which Seems like a missed if, opportunity to call this Sean of the dead before the movie Sean of the dead existed. Right. Although they did get really meta with all the there were no zombies. references. There were no True. zombies. So. True. Yet. Okay. Um, but I get the it's the episode aired on Fe- oh that's why it aired on February 27th 1998 oh um, and this episode was a par- parody of various slasher films um, features the cast being stalked <clears throat> by an unknown killer after being trapped in the school during detention mm-hmm. and uh, it is frequently even cited as one of the series best episodes okay um, should I spoil the ending or do, should we just go through it? Well, I mean, it's a fairly short episode. I mean, True. um, so what it opens on, uh, uh, Corey and Topanga have recently broken up or gotten divorced or whatever they decided it was called. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. uh, eventually we got to, they're on a trial separation, <laughs> right? So, but there's like, Corey wants to sit further away. So there's a seat between them and Sean mm-hmm. has to sit in the seat. And then some other boy uh, asks for a pencil from Topanga. And this causes a whole bunch of consternation that leads to a disruption of the class. And then they get sent to detention. Yes. Uh, and just for some flavor, that boy's name was Keeney. Keeney uh, or Kenny? Kenny. But okay. that's how Eric Cartman says Keeney. Let me see. Because uh, there were two, so, at least two South Park references. At this point, they were not actually married yet. No, they were still in high school. Yeah, well, was, I don't know. <laughs> that was a high school class. Yes, uh, yeah, Andrew's correct. They get married out of high school. Uh, the first season of Boy Meets World, I think they're still in eighth grade. So that's oh. why season five, they're <clears throat> still in high school. Um, and then, uh, yeah. Um, did, what, oh, What's there it? was also a creepy janitor that came in, uh, which is why they got sent to detention for some reason. No, I thought the creepy uh, janitor was outside of detention. Well, before with. that, uh, no, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. Feeney, so Feeney's pissed off at all the class interruptions. And he's like, yeah. if there's one more random outburst or interruption and everyone gets attention and then the janitor busts in and everyone's just, and Feeney's just like, ah, oh, screw it. And apparently that's why everyone was in detention. Um, uh, I do like, is Feeney the principal or the teacher at this point? Both. I think it's funny that he just calls Sean a jughead. Like. <laughs> I'm sure you're yeah. referring to uh, uh, Jughead Jones from the Archie comics. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, remember there was a time where you as an educator could just call your students stupid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I know. I was like, and then at the end of the episode, he has like a military dream. So I thought he said jarhead at one point, <laughs> but yeah, no, he said, he said Jughead. Um, so the, yeah, uh, the, this minor disruption leads them to detention. And uh, Feeney's like, I'm not in detention. So he leaves the classroom. <laughs> I like that. And then uh, Sean's about to go to his locker to get some cheese or something and che- or cheese products. And uh, yeah, he discovers what? that the door is locked. Who doesn't who didn't keep cheese products? Are we talking like cheese whiz? Not a sponsor. I, I was assuming. 
I was assuming. Yeah. With cheese Ew. whiz, maybe those like breadstick snacks with the cheese dip. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, from Kraft. Not also I like the one that was like the little butter crackers and you had the red stick, the flat red stick mm. that you spread the cheese on the crackers with. I, I preferred the breadsticks because the, there's yeah. too much cheese to go around on the on the, the club crackers. And they were, weren't there the ones that were this, the frosting that were also breadsticks, but not Dunkaroos? Jizzaroos, as I call them. <laughs> Uh, I vaguely remember that one. I it, I don't think it lasted as long because of Dunkaroos. Uh, yeah. And then they also did pretzel breadsticks oh. at one point too that I remember. Um, um, let's see what. Oh, and then uh, they're locked in and Corey. By the way, this is not how I remember Corey's voice sounding either. It's very weird. Um, uh, yeah. The later years, he, you know, deepened a little bit. But he says some joke about how it's like against the geneva detention convention that is the worst joke i've ever heard i thought you were going to find that funny whereas i also agree with you that is the worst joke (laughs) i've also ever heard um yes and then they see the scary janitor outside the door and um then they turn around and uh the map flies up on the chalkboard and it says pay attention or wait yeah, pay attention or we die. Was it we die? Did, did I, get... I don't know. I think it's just says or die. Possibly. Yeah, I, I was distracted while watching. Um, and then Sean, Sean starts getting all. Do we explain Cor- who any of these characters are? Uh, Corey and Topang are the sort of main characters of the show. They're they're together. Mm-hmm. Sean is the friend. Uh, and later Corey's brother shows up and Corey's uh, and brother's Sean's friend. brother. Yeah. That's Sean's brother. Oh, got uh, it. Or half brother. Uh, and then there's also Angela who is Sean's girlfriend at this point, I think. Got it. Um, and then Mr. Feeney, their teacher slash, uh, principal. Um, so Sean starts doing this, the scream thing where the Jamie Kennedy and scream thing where, he explains what's happening. It's a slasher film. Uh, all the meta references. And then uh, he's like, there's only five of them in detention. He's like, well, clearly the random person's going to die first, which is Kenny. Yeah. And Kenny's like, nah, man. Nah. Or maybe that's Fresh Prince. Poor Kenny. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So like you said, Eric and Jack show up. Um, and Eric, Eric, who shares a name with Eric Cartman, uh, goes, Hi-de-ho! which is a, you know, it's weird. I, I recognized that and I couldn't figure um, out where from. And then I remembered the special with the, uh, the, um, Mr. Hank, Mr. Hank, the, the Christmas, Christmas poo. poo. Yeah. Yeah. Which you can find on our 12 days of Christmas specials from, we don't know. Second year. I would guess. Um, yes. And then uh, they're like, oh, well, we came to play some basketball and there were blood. There was blood coming out of the showers or something. And uh, Kenny gets fed up and he's like, I'm going to borrow a pe- pencil from Topanga. Blah. And the lights go out. <laughs> and then he's been. I don't know how it happened, his, but there's a pencil shoved through his entire yeah, his skull. skull has been pierced by a pencil. That was grisly, man. Oh, yeah. And then he like left a pencil mark as he slid to the ground. And then Corey goes, now we know how tall he was when he died or something like that. I'm just like, Oh my God, he's dead. They're really taking this in stride. Yeah. Um, 
at what point did you realize that you were shifted into a dream state? I mean, as soon as someone died in a gruesome Fair. fashion, I assumed that well, was when we hit the dream state. I mean, as a kid, uh, you don't know these tropes and like what I was nine when I watched this for the first time. Right. Right. Uh, it's just like, wow, they're, they're really killing these people <laughs> off. Um, and then, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, that was one long pencil. <laughs> yeah. The uh, pencil's like 18 inches long. Uh, and then, uh, Eric yells, Oh my God, they killed Kenny. <laughs> You know, I didn't even have a sense it was going there until it went there, and then I just shook my head. Yeah, me too. Because I, having not watched South Park in that point in my life, and w- the first time watching this, uh, over my head. Over my head. I do think the, uh, the constant screaming by Angela did eventually start making me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially when she was like, I'm the one that does this to... Yeah. Uh, special guest star uh coming up yes um so they they start running away in the halls and then i thought it was funny that like you see them run by a window in uh lockers and then they run the opposite direction and then in the (laughs) next like scene and it's just the same hallway except they put like a trophy case in front of the window we're on a budget here (laughs) clearly it was it's pretty bad um and then the lights start to go out again and uh there's that old timey song starts playing and like here's a knife here's a gun there'll be fun for everyone that <laughs> was is on the menu tonight and they're like oh the feeny's clearly the killer because he's trying to teach us a lesson or something yeah by uh, killing a student in cold blood <laughs> yes uh well he's dedicated and- Certainly dead, oh, as they find out. And dedicated. Because uh, he shows up and they're like, oh, Feeny, you're hilarious. What lesson are you trying to teach us? And then they pat him on the shoulder and he falls over dead with the uh, scissors in his back. Um, and then there must have been another South Park reference at this point because I was like, oh, right. Eric is Eric Cartman. Yeah. Ha ha. Um. And then they start doing the, again, the scream meta references, uh, horror film references, where it's like, virgins never die. Uh, and Corey's like, thanks for saving me. To, to Panga. Oh, oh, gag me with a spoon. Oh. Yeah. Whereas uh, Eric and Jack are like, well, I'm dead. I'm dead. And then Sean's like, I'm going to be as close to dead as possible without actually dying. <laughs> Yeah, like is that was was that an oral sex joke in uh must have been, <laughs> yeah. I mean, rounding rounding third. Oof, boy. Mm. Yeah. Um what else? Um, uh they think the janitor is the killer. Uh someone says you were wrong to break up with Corey to Topanga. The janitor's found dead in his garbage pail. Saw that um, coming. They think, oh god, the killer's one of them, even though there's also a <laughs> spooky guy running around and <laughs> yeah in the skeleton mask or whatever yeah yeah uh i got sick of them doing the this is just like that classic horror movie the classic horror movie where someone gets stabbed called with the one where, where someone, someone gets, gets stabbed. stabbed yeah yeah for the first two uh, i thought they were real and then i because i don't i'm not a horror person but then i realized mm-hmm. it was just stupid yeah uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt shows up um, out of nowhere, uh, and then Eric just sexually assaults her. Yeah. So first of all, 
like in the nineties, I mean, at that time she was going by Jennifer love Hewitt, but when I listened to her as a guest on love line, she was going by love Hewitt. Without that the Jennifer. Work. Yeah. Just love Hewitt. But she That's was like strange. 16. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah. So why did Eric just start making out with this person? Especially if she's like another classmate of the kids, because then he would be a grown adult. Wait, what? Um, How old is he supposed to be? He's in college. I, I think so. I think he's eighteen, and, or he must be eighteen or nineteen, because he's living together with Jack, and they're not going. And to so school she's anymore. probably what seventeen at the time. I well, mean, like she depending, on what, 18, state, depending yes. on what state you're in, that's actually true. Could be permissible, but still, it's just like. Hi, random person, and then you start making let out with them. Li- what? Yeah, let me lick your neck for you. <laughs> oh, um, you're very friendly. Oof. And she wasn't Jennifer Love Hewitt; she was Jennifer Love Pfefferman. Pfefferman. And, um, yeah. Uh, and then they get the another screen reference. They get the "Do you like scary movies?" call. No, not really. <laughs> um, and then uh, I think Jack's the one that answers the phone. He's like. Yeah, I like the one with that hotty hot 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 from Party of Five, <laughs> uh, which Jennifer Love Hewitt was on at the time. I could feel a Nev Campbell joke coming on there. Yeah, uh, he, they're like Nev. Oh, Jennifer Love Hewitt's one that says Nev Campbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. knew it was coming. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, yeah, Eric rips the phone out of the wall, and then the phone still works. And at that point, when I was a kid, I was like, "Oh, this might not be real." <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. It still worked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they eventually make it to the library and then um, Jennifer Love Hewitt just has like pardon me for being so 90s here but just dominant cleavage on this children's yeah that's why I show. sent you the uh, family guy clip <laughs> yes <laughs> about the ghost or the ghost whisper uh, we, uh, was, we, we just trust you it's just like wow and then uh, she kisses Cora on the cheek and then the murderer drops a bunch of books on her and Eric's like, Oh my God, no. And then more books fall on Eric when she was about to tell, tell him who the killer was. How are the books killing people? How did the books respawn and fall on <laughs> yeah, Eric? They literally used the same <laughs> video footage. It was, I think that was pretty, that was a, that was a good joke uh, <laughs> on, on their end. Um, and then Jack is about to kill, uh, jump, jump out of the window because rent is expensive and Eric was his roommate, but Angela stops him and then they both get pushed off by the killer. This is getting uh, dark. I know, dude, I was freaking out as a kid watching this. Um, then the killer shows up and puts Corey and Topanga's hands together and yeah, what Sean a noble cause. Takes, you kill six people in the process inc- of trying to get people back together. Including your close personal, well, relatives of your close personal friends. Yeah, you've killed your, and, your personal friends. And your friends girlfriend. <laughs> Maybe they weren't dating He was looking time, for a but, way out. This is a little complex, but. Yeah. Uh, so Sean confronts the killer and takes his mask off in, I honestly, a very good stunt double or uh body double uh moment it was ai uh, <laughs> all the way back then um but it's sean's the killer so they're like whoa <clears throat> and then crazy he, dude he wakes up from the dream and it's like um and then he takes responsibility for getting them all in detention and uh everyone's just like they do the goodwill hunting it's not your fault 
um, to Sean because usually he's the one that gets in trouble, but it's not. It's not your not fault, his man. Fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. You're acting out. It's or it's not your fault. They broke up or whatever. And then yeah, um, and then Feeney just nail in the coffin with that stupid, uh, troubled young man. The movie. Oh yeah, it, this is just oh. like the movie, the troubled young man. Um, yeah, and then they then they leave the classroom all together because Ching's like, "Well, detention's over." And then an actual killer comes out from behind the the yeah, like who is case. this guy? Yeah, is there a serial killer on the loose in the in the real world? I'm confused. Was it was is there two Shans? Um, and then the tag was Feeney's dream of everyone uh, just being like super well-read and polite and Topanga not knowing something. And then he wakes up and the class is in chaos and he picks up some scissors and is like, I'm going to kill them all. And that was. <laughs> yeah, that was Boy Meets World. And then there was Sean. It sure was. All right. That what was you, that was a romp uh, at the end of the episode. I will reveal. My favorite of the two. Oh, to, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but before we get there, let's play a quick game. Because uh, that's what we're known for on Naming 90s, doing random games about things. Uh, <laughs> especially on our specials. I like how you said quick. <laughs> that's never the case. <laughs> Maybe not the quick part. Uh, but I have, um, I have some letterbox reviews uh but we're not going to do our usual uh is it this or that we're going to maybe possibly pick the movie that we watch for podcast of horror 5 um because we're going to compare two reviews well andrew's going to compare two reviews i'm going to tell them the reviews and he's going to pick which one sounds more favorable and then we're just going to keep going until we go through all however many of these i have and uh, at the end, the final uh, movie will be revealed and maybe we'll watch that next year for Podcast of Horror. All right. Um, let's start with this one here. Uh, four stars from Jason Bradley. The gays used all of their collective energy to conjure this film. Um, uh, I thought you, I was supposed to tell you if it's five or one star. You just told me it was a no, four no. star. No, this is this game is I'm going to give you two reviews and you're going to have to tell me which one sounds better to which which movie you would rather watch based off oh, of. I know that is Hocus Pocus 2, but carry on. How do you know that? Because I remember you've used that one before. Have I? Yep. Um, all right. Uh, this one's from Silent J. Uh, three stars. Quote, can I keep you? Close quote. Uh, when you're a kid, that's the most adorable slash cutest slash sweetest thing you've ever heard. When you grow up, that's the creepiest slash scariest thing you've ever heard. As a pickup line, it might just work. So would you rather go with what you think is Hocus Pocus 2 or this current movie? Mm. And these are all 90s movies except for Hocus Pocus 2, by the way. Um, I'll go with the second review. Second review. Okay. It piques my interest. Uh, so you were correct. The one that you're throwing away was Hocus Pocus 2. Uh, and then this second review goes on to the next round. Um, let's see. This one is 
from Adam Bolt, two and a half stars. Really clever symbolism from the filmmaker's part to name the dolls good guys when Chucky is in fact not a good guy. Um, do you want to take this movie or keep? The uh, one I'm disgusted by on? symbolism. All right, so we're moving on. Discard. That one was Chucky t- or Child's Play two. Okay. Uh, so we're gonna pass on that one. Uh, this one is three and a half stars. Sarah Michelle Geller is perfect in all things. Do you want to take this one or? Keep yeah, let's take the... this one. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're throwing out. Can I keep you? Which was from Casper. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Bullet all dodged. Right. Bullet dodged. This one's from Yumbrella. <laughs> Four stars. Uh, this is my speed when it comes to horror because it's so unserious. Gotta think it's the OG horror spoof, so it's corny, but a staple nonetheless. Are you going to keep SMG or this new one? Uh, let's go with, let's stay with SMG. All right. Uh, this was for Scream. <clears throat> I know. Uh, which, uh, oh, good, good, good pull then. Uh, do you want to guess uh, before I tell you what it was from when you drop it? No, uh, maybe. Sure. Yeah. Okay, because I don't think you're going to get any of the other ones. Okay. Um, five, uh, four stars from Sierra. Uh, that's with a C-I. Uh, A-R-A. Uh, don't know what it was about Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 that made Sam Raimi look back at them and decide the only logical conclusion to the trilogy was to send Ash to 1300 AD to fight a skeleton army, but I absolutely love where his mind was at. I don't um, like it. Okay, uh, that was. Do you want to guess it? Army of Darkness with uh, Bruce Campbell. I do like Bruce Campbell though. Know, Too late. Bruce Campbell's pretty good. Uh, shouldn't have done SMG so early. Yeah, uh, it's a tough one to beat. Uh, five stars from Issy Kiwi, or Issy Kiwi emoji. Uh, the scariest thing in this film is the close-up shot of a nipple ring. God, that goes through me. That is the peak of the horror genre. I mean, you, the scariest thing in this film is the close-up shot of a nipple ring. God, you've piqued my interest with a nipple ring, but it doesn't sound like it can beat an SMG flick. So, okay. Well, do you remember what horror movie she was in? I know what you did last summer. That's correct. Uh, this was Silence of the Lambs. Mm. All right. Yeah. Uh, we got three more. Uh, we have a five-star review from Robin. All I want to do is go to Catholic high school, start a coven and wear nice socks. Uh, not really into the Wicca. So sorry. Nope. I'm sticking with my Sarah Michelle Geller. All right. Uh, that was the craft. Uh, two more. All right. This one is out of my viewing range. That's what she said. Oops. <laughs> uh, it's a pretty good one four star Lucy starting to realize that my favorite genre might actually be shitty 90s TV or sorry shitty 90s teen movies and I'm not hiding it anymore it doesn't give Looks me like enough you're stuck yeah give me you're, enough. You're, it's basically teen movie with Sarah Michelle Gillard teen movie probably without Sarah Michelle I'm going to stick with the one I have Okay, that was the faculty. And final review is 
star and a half from Tiffany. I'd like to pretend this didn't happen. It was bad and way too safe. First one was a little darker and better. I go with Sarah Michelle Geller, which you know to be, I know what you did last summer or this. Yeah. Cause it's a sequel. And I don't really, you know, all right. Uh, you just dodged another hocus pocus too. <laughs> yes. So, uh, based off of these reviews, you wanted to watch, I know what you did last summer. So maybe we will watch that for the first time for podcast of horror five. If we remember this at all. All right. Uh, <laughs> shall we move on to Brandon for the nearly nineties minute? Oh yeah, that's right. Yes, we should. Now let's go to Brandon for the nearly nineties minute. Welcome back to Naming 90s Minute. Every week we look back at a culturally relevant show, movie, or piece of pop culture that probably helps stoke the algorithm. This week, in honor of season three of Chucky airing, we're looking back at the first 90s installment of the franchise, Child's Play 2. Child's Play 2 is a 1990 slasher film starring the kid from the first one, the Gemini Killer from The Exorcist 3 as the voice of Chucky, Harper Tracy from ER, Nurse Alex Price from An American Werewolf in London, Sarah Palmer from Twin Peaks, Grace Lee from Jericho, and Richard Fish from Ally McBeal. The story starts two years after the first film, with the company that makes the good guy dolls recovering from their negative publicity Chucky gave them, and reassemble him to prove to the stockholders that there's nothing actually wrong with the doll. During the process, a power surge kills the assembly line worker putting him together, but the company's executive decides to cover up the death and throws out Chucky, not realizing that he's been revived. Meanwhile, Andy, the kid from the first film, is in foster care after his mother was institutionalized due to corroborating her son's story about the killer Chucky doll. His new family also comes with a new street-smart teenage foster sister named Kyle. Chucky figures out where Andy is living and smuggles himself in there by replacing a good guy doll with himself in the packaging and burying the doll in the yard. Chucky ties Andy to his bed and attempts to switch bodies with him, but Kyle enters the room before he completes the process. But neither Kyle or the foster parents believe Andy about Chucky's return, but they throw Chucky in the basement and Kyle gets blamed for upsetting Andy. The next day at school, Chucky defaces Andy's homework, so he ends up getting detention while Chucky kills his teacher. Andy runs home to tell his foster dad about Chucky, who still doesn't believe him and thinks about returning Andy to the foster store. That night, Andy sneaks into the basement to destroy Chucky with an electric knife, but struggles to beat Chucky and foster dad comes in to check out the commotion and trips over Chucky and breaks his neck. Foster mom blames Andy for foster dad's death and returns him to the foster store. Kyle throws Chucky in the garbage and then finds the original all buried outside, realizing that Andy was telling the truth the whole time, so she runs inside to tell foster mom, only to find that Chucky murdered her. Chucky then forces Kyle to drive him to the foster store at Knife Point, where he captures Andy and takes him to the toy factory so he can finish swapping bodies. He attempts to finish the voodoo ritual, but discovers that he has been in the doll's body too long and can no longer swap, so instead he tries to kill Andy and Kyle. After like three fake-out deaths, they manage to inflate his head and explode it, and the foster siblings leave the factory. And that's Child's Play 2 in a namely 90s minute. More or less. And now, back to the show. Uh, Alright, shall we move on to your pick? <clears throat> yes, my pick this year was The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Season 4, Episode 7, Hex and the Single Guy. Which, I I don't know if I'd seen that episode before. Like, it was slightly familiar in the middle. Um... You know, French Fresh Prince of Bel Air. We got uh, Fresh Prince. We got the Fresh Prince. Yeah. We got Will Smith, um, who moves out to live with family in Bel Air because he got up to some trouble in his neighborhood. Yeah, uh, he, he lives in West Philadelphia, Phil, born, born and raised. raised. Yeah, um, so they move in with a rich uncle and aunt in the Bel Air area. Uh, uncle, uncle Phil uncle is a Phil. respected judge. Mm-hmm. 
And, and Vivian, I don't know what she does. Does she do anything? Uh, they have an older daughter named Hillary, a uh, <clears throat> middle child, Carlton, and who's, I think, Will's age, and then uh, a younger daughter, Ashley. Ashley. <laughs> yes. And a butler, Jeffrey, who's named Jeffrey Butler. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. In this episode, that's his last name. So Uh, this episode opens. They're sort of in the kitchen area. They've established it's Halloween. Pretty much first first line. mm -hmm. And Hillary walks in. They're talking about Hillary before she walks in about how she's still sad and mourning the loss of her fiance, who apparently was in a bungee jumping accident and died. Like, wow, we're we're tackling some dark themes on these shows. Uh, that was, I believe that was the season four premiere, the two-parter. That's horrific. Uh, she's supposed to get married and then like she's in her wedding dress and uh, apparently the, the groom decided to do some money dump- jumping. Um, but anyway, she claims she's going to go on a date with her ex-fiance and they're like, hold on. <laughs> uh, isn't he dead? Yes. And then they. To which. What? Oh, and then the titles go because we were like. At least me, I forgot that she had a fiance that died. Yeah, uh, I thought he was just in like some sort of medical care because of the the bills that they're going through. No, he dead. Um, wow. Dark. Yeah. Yep. Uh, sorry, I cut you off before the word seance. Oh no! So uh, so Hillary apparently has scheduled a seance with the uh, the medium named Scorpius, and. Uh, she says something about spending $300 and they were like, you spent $300 on the medium. She's like, no, I spent $300 for a hat, <laughs> but the, <laughs> to the, the, the psychic house. costs a thousand dollars. And I just put it on daddy's gold card or whatever. The, yeah. the joke is, if you've never seen the show is that um, Hillary is very like spoiled and has expensive tastes. And yes. And also a slight bit of an airhead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so of course uh, they, she, she says, I need, my whole family to come with me so that the seance will be successful. And of course the guys start sort of like inching out of the room before uh, I got a costume to make Yeah, before aunt Viv guilts them all into doing it masterfully. Yes. Uh, Carlton was like, Oh, that's going to cut in my trick or treating time. That's my Carlton. Yeah. Cause they like to sort of inf- infantilize him for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, let's see. I do like when they when the trick or treating starts. It kind of progresses a little bit. Uh, Jeffrey puts on this ridiculous dinosaur mask yes. and just like scares the living crap out of the kids. I found that extremely funny and just laughs the entire time. <laughs> um, and then makes a Barney reference as he's as he's walking away from the door. Um, yes, uh, Will comes down in his vampire costume. And he's like, you know what I like about this night? It's the only night of the year a black man can walk around in the neighborhood because they live in Bel Air uh, with a mask on and not get arrested. Oh, yeah. Arrested. No, I was. I mean, mean, it's been a few years, but I was expecting him to say shot. Also shot. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Carlton comes in dressed as Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Bad (laughs) subjects. It was horrible. I hated it. His hair was yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they they all elect to go to this seance uh, due to the guilt, and they mm. walk up to this kind of spooky house. And Will is about to knock on the door, and then the door just 
opens creepily. And then he says a very cringy sort of predatory line, which is we got to get one of them on the girl's locker room or whatever. Um, In, yeah. No, nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. Um, what is funny though, is they walk into this house and there's like immediately a table and I'm like, what is this crap table? And then, and then Hillary goes, uh, she, she goes, who puts a deco table on a Persian rug? And I was like, thank you. The table looked horrible. The chairs. I, I thought the entire, uh, interior was supposed to be gaudy. So I didn't realize there's anything wrong there, but I guess I don't have your discerning eye when it comes to home decor. <laughs> it just looked bad. Yeah. Um, but again, it's a tripwire filled house with uh, a shyster uh, seancer yeah. uh, um, named Scorpius. And uh, okay, I. I imagined because they said it's he's a TV medium or whatnot. I pictured he was going to be like a hot black guy that's like trying to sleep with Hillary and be like, oh, I'm possessed by your uh, your ex fiance or your dead fiance, like in that movie Ghost uh, with with Swayze and Whoopi Goldberg and Demi Moore. But what was and with Scorpius? Once I did that seance, what was the voice he was doing for Trevor? Offensive. <laughs> well, because what was that? It was horrible. He was just going for deep masculine. <laughs> I think, but yes, yeah, Scorpius turns out to be uh, a, a heavy set white man. <laughs> uh, um, kind of reminded me like a cross between um, uh, Eric Stone no, Street, Pro- Nathan Lane, and yes, yes, both of those two, those two exact people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, yeah, and that actor's been in other things where he he also plays like similar roles to that. Um, but yeah, uh, they do the seance. Um, Will makes a joke out of it. So the guy kind of like cuts it off, you know, um, and it's like, we'll have to do this another day and for another thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. So of course, naturally uncle Phil demands his money back to which he's told, uh, the spirit said no refunds. And then I think someone calls him either a fake or a fraud to which he responds. No one calls me the F word. That uh, was Will Smith. Right. Which is why he starts doing a bunch of really bad, like, I would say offensive, borderline offensive curse, cursing to uh, hexing. On, yeah, on like it's a bunch of gibberish, but it's vaguely, yeah, sort of problematic. Yeah. And then uh, Will counters the spell by quoting um, Lady Marmalade, Marmalade. Get you, get you, yeah, yeah, dada. Yeah, I found that a little funny. That was before the song came out, right? (laughs) There's like an old version of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that was pretty funny, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He pulls it off. Yes. So then Will is sort of like, you know, skeptical that this hex is going to do anything. But of course, what happens? It works. Yes. Safe hex. I don't remember the safe hex joke. What was that about? Oh, he was like, I'm going out to this party tonight. And if I land me a lady, we're going to have some safe hex. 
that's as funny as it was in the show. No comment. Um, so what starts happening? Um, Uncle Phil gets phone. Uncle call. Phil answers the most basic cordless phone I've ever seen, <laughs> which is the same one I had during the same year. <laughs> uh, uh, and and basically, it's like the district attorney's office saying that they have evidence that he took bribes. Which, I mean, he lives in Bel Air. A judge can't make that much money. No, right? I don't think judges make that much. They're like appointed yeah. by the yeah government. Yeah, they're like civil civil servants, right? Or is right. that the wrong term? So, but that's just got to be a coincidence, right? Yeah. Until and then, what is it? Uh, was it Ashley that was outside screaming for yeah. help? And you go out there, and she's like practicing her tennis, and the tennis ball machine like starts firing them rapidly at her, and she somehow in the process sprains her ankle. You know, like yes. if she plays tennis competitively, why did that? You like. Why was that so difficult for her? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, also, why is she practicing tennis on the patio and not on the tennis court that I assume they have living in Bel Air? True. Uh, it also, uh, we missed the part where Carlton came in and his hair looks like a shaved ice. Right, it's rainbow. Yeah. Rainbow, yes. Um, and... Uh, He's like, I did shower it out last night and now his hair is rainbow. Uh, they come Jeff, they go back inside. They save Ashley. Will Will goes out and hits tennis balls with a cast iron pan for a little <laughs> bit. Um, I guess that was a joke. Um, <laughs> they come back inside. There's a knock at the back door uh, where the patio, where the, where the machine was. Um, and uh, they arrest or an IRS agent. IRS, no, a ICE I, now. I see. ICE, yeah. A immigration and naturalization officer, officer, officer agent. Arrest Jeffrey for being there illegally or something to that extent. I don't think they care if British people are here illegally, by the way. <laughs> right. Um, but it was black. <laughs> you know how that's how our government operates, right? Yes, that's true. Because uh, I think the same thing happened in Frasier, uh, where they accidentally took her into Canada, and all it took to get her back was nothing. <laughs> um, uh, they uh, they hear Aunt Viv scream, and they come into the um, family room, and uh, they see Jazzy Jeff making out with Hillary, <sighs> um, and then they're going to get married. To which Phil responds over his dead body. And he was about to throw Jazzy Jeff out, but Uncle Phil's the one that gets thrown out of the front door this time. Yes, I think that's a recurring gag on the show. Yes. And it's at this point, I'm sorry it took me this long. I realized that it is a dream sequence. Yeah, I mean, I kind of saw that coming in a way. Right. Uh, so Will freaks out because all this is happening and then uh, rushes over to Scorpius's house. Um, the door doesn't open automatically this time and he's just a normal Lots of white man. Humor. Yeah. Normal white man. Um, who, whose door is unlocked and says, come in come and in. Then is immediately freaked out by the black man in his living room. Yeah. Like, first of all, what a racist. Second of all, the way he was acting yes. was like very weird. 
Well, he was, he thought he was being wrong. Yeah. But it was like really effeminate and sort of just very odd. Overacting. Nathan Lane. And, uh, was he wearing white linen pants? Fair. Well, they're rich people in living in Bel Air in the nineties. Um, yeah. So then he's like upset because no one can break the hex. Mm. And then that's when he wakes up. Is it not? Yes. Yeah, and because he's like, I just want to. What does he say? Uh, break the hex, man. Uh, uh, keeps saying that over and over again, and then wakes up. Yeah, and then Carlton comes in. So, at some point, they talk in the pool house. I don't remember when that happens or what that's about. Um, he says, "Carlton, your hair." And then he wakes up. He's still wearing the same PJs from the beginning of the episode, and then he mm-hmm. they like go over to the house from the back door from the pool house and everything starts repeating at which point I was like oh how are they going to resolve this and then the end credits started playing <laughs> yeah. I was like what okay is that a throwaway episode then um, the outtakes were fun though I like the outtakes uh, um, do they do that every episode I'll, or is that just that one I think it, they do it every nice. episode um, Alfonso Ribeiro Ribeiro, yeah. Ribeiro, yeah. Uh, couldn't get the uh, trick-or-treating line out. Yeah, that, that was pretty, pretty funny. Good. Well, that was an episode of TV. Yes. Um, hopefully wasn't boring listening to us talk about it. <laughs> okay, so now comes the fun part. Critique yes. of both episodes, your pick as best Halloween episode. Okay. Uh, do I go first? Yeah, good. All right. Um... So they were. I didn't realize they were both dream episodes. When no, we I wouldn't them. have thought so. But yeah, yeah. And uh, they also did a good job of burying the lead that it is a dream episode until like halfway through or more. Um, so it, it's oddly they are very comparable. Um, I, but I do. I think I'm more partial to the Boy Meets World episode, even though it was. I think it was a little bit shoddier, honestly, because of like yeah. they tried to do like action cam and uh, they had new different angles that they normally wouldn't shoot in a regular episode. Right. Uh, but they did have they did have star power on their side with Jennifer Love Hewitt. Um, I, I, I did like I was able to appreciate it more now because um, Scream had just come out. South Park was huge. Um, I, I'm surprised at how much referential humor was in that episode. So I and I appreciate referential humor because I grew up on shows like Family Guy and The Simpsons and whatnot. So I'm going to give it to and then there was Sean. Oh, also because it terrified me to, to no end as a child. Yeah. Um, I think there are more bonafide jokes in the Boy Meets World episode. Uh, mm-hmm. in which I laughed more greatly. And I, I would consider the boy meets world story to actually be a little less shoddy than the, the um, fresh Prince episode. The fresh Prince episode felt sort of lazy, which is mm-hmm. interesting. Boy meets I, world was just stealing stuff from other things, but like right. it was cohesive. I kind of wondered what was going to happen next. Whereas with the, 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 the and then the ending of the the Fresh Prince episode where he just like now he's in Groundhog Day. I was like, mm-hmm. what? OK, yeah. 
Totally agree. Uh, just to clarify. I didn't mean shoddy in story. I just meant like in there was some camera. There was some camera work that was questionable. In the yeah, and this is episode. this is why I said I was going to reveal my pick at the end because Boy Meets World not my favorite show. Um, mm-hmm. I laughed at this episode a fair amount. I thought it was good. Um, Maybe it's better than you remember. So there you go. That <laughs> is the that is my final answer. And on that bombshell. No, that's top gear. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's time to get yeah. canceled. I mean, end. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts for our listeners for Halloween tomorrow? Uh, you know, stay safe. Uh, look both ways before you cross the street. Make sure you watch out for all those edibles that people are just randomly putting in your treating <laughs> bag. This doesn't happen. <laughs> Um, yeah. make sure you take your candy to the police station to be x-rayed, which I don't <laughs> like to make sure there aren't needles or guns in your candy. Um, could you imagine if they just gave guns away in, in your children's, uh, and make sure candy. you brush your teeth thoroughly. And that's it for this, for podcasts of horror for, Remember, you can find new episodes of Naming 90s out every Monday. Join us next week for a variety show episode. If this was some variety show enough for you, uh, find us on Instagram and YouTube at Naming 90s with 90s RS and tell us what you want us to talk about in future episodes. If you'd like to support the show, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Naming 90s, also with a 90s. Finally, you can contact us through our website, Naming 90s.com, maybe next year. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Audible, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Audible, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Audible, Teaser, TuneIn, iHeart, Good Pods, and wherever your podcasts from. I'm Brandon, that's Andrew, and we'll catch you next time. Happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs>